Welcome to Gag Me With The Chainsaw, a horror podcast about 80s slashers. I'm Corey. And I'm Sarah. And we love Halloween. We do love Halloween. Corey, you surprised me. (laughs) You mixed it up. Yep. Yeah, dude. We love Halloween the holiday. Uh Uh-huh. And Halloween the Misfits song. Yes. And that's all. (laughs) What about Halloween the franchise? We do love that. Yes. You love it especially. This is your shit. This is my shit. Everybody knows it. Everybody knows it's it. It's like a fact about Corey. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's one of my things. Yeah, dude. It's it's a good franchise overall. Mm-hmm. Um, we have an episode about it mm-hmm. ranking all the movies, so that's a good one to listen to. Yeah. But today we're gonna focus on the first one that took place in the eighties or was filmed in the eighties, and that is Halloween 2. Halloween 2. Yes. So the first Halloween was obviously very successful, made a lot of money. So the producers and investors wanted to make a sequel. By this point in 81, like how much had the genre taken off, do you think? Well, sequels weren't that common at the time. Sure. Yeah. But it's like slashers in general. Like uh-huh. Definitely. Between what, 78? Between said? 78, yeah, and the yeah. original. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a lot of imitators, and they all ramped it up. So this one kind of ramps it up yeah. as well, yeah. But uh, originally, John Carpenter and Deborah Hill were not interested in doing a sequel. They thought, okay, we told this story. Mm-hmm. We're done. We want to do original ideas. Um, but it was going to happen anyways. So what happened was producer Erwin Yablons, he told John Carpenter, who wanted to make The Fog, okay, we'll do The Fog. And then we'll do Halloween 2. And so a little bit later, Yablons finds out Carpenter has a two-picture deal with Avco Embassy Films to make The Fog and Escape from New York. Oh. So he sued. What? (laughs) Yeah. So litigious. (laughs) So they were able to settle it, and they decided Avco could make The Fog as long as Carpenter committed to writing Halloween 2 immediately afterwards. Oh, man. So you've got, like, an angry John Carpenter? Yeah. Oh, you don't want that. (laughs) It was like uh, also a way for them to get some of that money that they didn't really earn on the first yeah. one. So yeah, they're back, John Carpenter and Deborah Hill. And uh, they offered the directing job to Tommy Lee Wallace, who we know uh, Far From Home director oh. and production designer on, on Halloween. So he was like the natural choice. Oh yeah, that'd but, be all right. Uh-huh. But he actually hated Carpenter's script. Oh. So he said, no, thank you. He came back and did Halloween 3, though. (laughs) Well, that's different. Yeah. I read that David Lynch was also, like, a contender. Ooh. That'd be wild. I would be so curious. I know, To see him direct a Halloween film. I don't know how that would go. (laughs) I would not get it, is what would happen. (laughs) (laughs) Might be interesting, though. Could be. So Rick Rosenthal was hired. He shared the same agent as John Carpenter. And Mm. so he got the Carpenter stamp of approval. But after seeing Rosenthal's version of the film, John Carpenter was not happy. He didn't think it was scary. 
So he actually took over the editing process and even did several, uh, like he came out and sh- shot a several, several oh, more scenes. Like some like pickup shots or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Ro- Interesting. Rosenthal, like he wanted the film to avoid the excessive violence like the original mm-hmm. had. But um, so did Carpenter at first. But at this point, like you were saying, um, 80 slashers were so big. Yeah. And the kill count was up on all of them. Yeah. And they all showed nudity. So they're like, get them Times out. are different. Yeah. We got to We got to change things up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that's how Halloween 2 came to be. That's so cool. I mean, I feel bad for John Carpenter that he was like, I don't want to do this, but like, I'm glad that he got some more money. Yeah. So that's good. But like, you shouldn't have to work a second time to make the money that you should have made the first time. Like, that's not cool. He's probably doing fine now. Yeah. (laughs) He's not sweating it either. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, as Corey said, this was directed by Rick Rick Rosenthal. He also directed Halloween Resurrection in 2002. So he's a friend of the franchise. Mm -hmm. Starring Jamie Lee Curtis as Laurie Strode, Donald Pleasance as Dr. Loomis. Dr. Loomis is like very psychedelic. (laughs) This movie, he reminded me so much of the doctor character that he plays in what's that one fucking movie? Oh, yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. It's, it's probably right here. Not humongous. Don't. Not dial code Santa Claus. Don't. Alone in the dark. Alone in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he even talks about, like, he doesn't quite say, like, voyages of the mind, but yeah. he says something very similar, and I was like, dang, get this fool his pipe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He goes full Loomis in this one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he definitely started like playing a type of guy. Yeah. We also have Dick Warlock as the shape slash Michael Myers. What a name mm-hmm. on this guy. Every time it comes up, you're like, that's not a real name. He's also in Halloween 3, Firestarter, Pumpkinhead, and The Abyss. He mostly does stunts, though. So, so many stunts. Yep. He was the stunt director for this movie. Yeah, man. He doubled for Kurt Russell many times. His stunt credits are dizzying. But let's just say he was the stunt coordinator on The Thing in Child's Play 3. And he did stunts on Freaky Friday and Fletch. So, yeah, lots of important stuff. Man, I feel like in an alternate life, I would like to be like a stunt person. That is so cool. Right? I could see that for you. (laughs) Even though it's like nothing I would do in this life. Yeah, no, alternate life. Like stunt driver too, because I hate driving. But like I would love to be badass at it. (laughs) Which one of the which one of your three lives that we've previously discussed? Is that your child life, your no child life, or your hoe life? I think it would go along with my hoe life. Probably. (laughs) Gosh. (laughs) Right? That's an exciting life. I know. Might as well do it all in one. <laughs> I love that for you. Thank you. Yeah, man. What would you do in an alternate life? Yeah, mm, I would learn to be a TV writer. Mm. I never thought that that was a job until I was like, oh well, too late now. <laughs> I feel like you can still do it. Maybe. Yeah. My dream is to win an Oscar for something. Yeah. Um, probably not acting. So I'm gonna have to write an Oscar-winning movie. My dream is just to go to the Oscars. You can. I'll take you as my part of my entourage. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm going to have more than one plus one. Yeah, definitely. You're going to be that 
important. We're going to have so much fun at the Golden Globes. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait for the after That's party. That's when the stars come out to play. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. It's canceled. <laughs> the Golden Globes? Yeah. They didn't even have it last year. Oh. I thought it was because of something Ricky Gervais said because he's so provocative. <laughs> well, you know, could have been. <laughs> Uh, this movie also has Charles Cyphers as Sheriff Lee Brackett. He plays this role again in Halloween Kills. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he was a coach in one episode of California Dreams. Oh, my gosh. I forgot. Attitudes <laughs> with attitudes. Kind of groovy. Wow. Laid back cool. Sky above, <laughs> sand below. Good vibrations. Feeling mellow. Don't give it up. Don't want to stop. Don't wake me up. Don't, Don't wake me up if I'm dreaming. California dreams. Just let me lay here in the sun until my dream is done. <laughs> boom, 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 <laughs> about that until you said California Dream. It's such a good song. <laughs> Did you like the show? Yeah. <laughs> I watched it, but we'll, it had to be just one season. Probably. Yeah. One or two, maybe at the most. Yeah, go on. I mean, you're riding with Saved by the Bell. <laughs> like, how could you compete? Yeah. Yeah, that's the version of California that doesn't really exist. <laughs> <laughs> you don't surf to school. <laughs> well, sometimes my surfboard's in the shop. <laughs> <laughs> and on those days, I take a sentient avocado. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was trying to think of something California. I couldn't think of anything. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways. So, yeah, like Corey said, uh, we did talk about this a little last year in our rankings. Mm -hmm. But I can't remember where I put it. Mm. And I don't have notes because I used index cards. Ooh. So I could early like, days. No, it was so I could like shuffle around my rankings. Like Oh yeah. You remember? Were on the day of you're like, I'm still moving stuff around. I was moving them around like right up to recording. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if I rewatched them and I did it again, I could have a few switches. One hundred percent because wherever <laughs> I put this movie was maybe too low. Because mm. I liked it a lot. I don't know. And I've seen it before, like, yeah, before last year, like, <laughs> obviously. So, yeah, I don't know. I wish I could remember. Well, you can go listen to it. We'll have to go to the vault. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. There's only three things in the vault. <laughs> There's that. There's our unreleased... Uh, watch along episode that we did yeah and there's all your commentary that i have to can't i have to <laughs> cut every week that would get you canceled yeah because i'm a good friend there's a lot clean up <laughs> i'm like whoa <laughs> she said that cut it <laughs> <laughs> it's a real vault that's all in a box <laughs> tapes and tapes yeah <laughs> but this one's not in the vault nope you can listen to it yeah I mean, we'll see. We just started recording. 
Oh, I thought you meant the the ranking episode. Oh no, that one's out there. Okay, I thought you meant, were saying this yeah. one, and I was oh, like, well, hopefully it doesn't end up in the vault. <laughs> see what happens. Things might go sideways <laughs> halfway through. We'll find out. If it is, are we cursed when it comes to Halloween? <laughs> we don't know. I know, huh? Yeah. Well, should we get it started? Let's do it. All right. The movie opens with a song. You know it. I know it. We both love it. Mr. Sandman. I love Metallica. (laughs) And flashback to the events of the first film. So if you haven't seen the first film, I don't know why you're listening to this. You should go watch (laughs) the first film. Yeah, we don't require a lot out of you as a listener, but I mean, at least do that. At least know the events because we're going to assume you have seen it. Yeah, read the Wikipedia. (laughs) Yeah. So, in this flashback, a distressed high school student, Lori Strode, tells the children she is babysitting to run to the McKenzie's house and call the police. After the children run screaming from the house... (laughs) They really do, too. Every time (laughs) they run screaming out of the house, I laugh. (laughs) The mass killer, Michael Myers, goes after Lori. The two struggle for a moment, and Lori is able to remove Michael's mask. This was before he grew a beard. (laughs) It's before he was daddy. Yeah. When Michael pauses to put it back on, Dr. Loomis enters the house and shoots him multiple times, causing him to fall from the second-story balcony. Loomis runs outside, but Michael is gone. You just see his little outline in the grass. I think that's so unnecessary. Like, (laughs) why did we need... Okay, he hit the grass really fucking hard Uh because it's like a Looney Tunes-style indent in the grass. (laughs) And I don't think it's necessary. Honestly, Loomis could just look at an empty patch of grass and, like, we would get it. Context clues. It's the shape of the shape. (laughs) (laughs) Loomis tells a neighbor to call the police. The neighbor asks if the whole thing is a prank, explaining, I've been trick-or-treated to death tonight. (laughs) Loomis replies, you don't know what death is. Like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And an updated John Carpenter theme plays while we get our title and credits. We have a smiling jack-o'-lantern, flickering, and then we get an all-caps Halloween 2 in a bright orange font. The camera pans in slowly and the jack-o'-lantern splits open, revealing a scary skull. It's really scary. Yeah. This isn't the jack-o'-lantern from the original movie. No, it's different. Yeah. um, He wanted too much money and like a fresh (laughs) luxury (laughs) brand candle on every take. So they passed. (laughs) They said, we got the skull guy (laughs) ready to go. Oh, yeah. The first pumpkin heard they wanted him to do that. And he was like, what? (laughs) I'm going to need more for that. Man, classic story. I know. Hollywood (laughs) changes people. That same night, we get a familiar POV as Michael Myers wanders through the Haddonfield suburb. Cinematographer Dean Cundy is back in this installment. I'm so glad. I love these opening scenes, these night scenes. They look so good. They do. Really have that Halloween atmosphere. Oh, totally. In an interview, he said he had to turn down an offer to shoot Poltergeist because he was already committed to Halloween 2. What could have been? Yeah, but I think he made the right decision. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sirens are heard and Michael looks down the alley and sees Officer Brackett arrive. Loomis gets in the police car with him shouting, I shot him six times. I shot him in the heart. He's not human. (laughs) After they drive away, Michael spies an old married couple through their window. The wife, Mrs. Elrod, makes... El- of the Elrod Hubbards? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> makes some ham sandwiches while her husband naps in front of the TV. He's watching George Romero's Night of the Living Dead. 
if you watch a lot of horror, you will notice that a lot of movie characters watch this in movies. They sure do. <laughs> yeah, this is because it was in the public domain thanks to a title card error. Like back in the day, I guess if it didn't say copyright. Yeah, man. Then gotcha. Uh, yeah, that's all you had to do. Yeah. This is House on ha- Haunted Hill Erasure. Oh. Why is everybody always watching this? I mean, you to can't, look cool. You can't go wrong with either one. I think you can go more right with one of them. Ooh, I love them both so much. I couldn't it's just pick- my controversial opinion. <laughs> so Mrs. Elrod is distracted by a news alert about an escaped mental patient. So Michael takes this opportunity to enter the kitchen and steal her kitchen knife. She returns to the kitchen, finds blood on her cutting board, and lets out a high-pitched scream. Hearing the scream, a teenage neighbor named Alice goes outside and calls out to Mrs. Elrod, asking if she's okay. When she gets no response, Alice goes back inside her house to phone a girlfriend who tells her the news about the recent killings by an escaped mental patient. The poor girl barely has time to get scared before Michael Myers enters her house and stabs her in the chest, causing blood to splurt onto her neck and chin. This kill feels very like um what's the word i don't want to say unnecessary but there's just nothing to it yeah right he's just like i like it but then i think people complain about it because it's like he usually only kills people that like get in the way of him getting to Lori. yeah and this one was just like why does he kill her but not mrs elrod yeah he had to check to make sure the knife was working maybe he just likes killing teens teen girls um this is one of the scenes that Carpenter shot. Oh, really? Like it added on scene. Oh, yeah. yeah. So he was like, got to give the people what they want. Mm-hmm. Paramedics arrive at the Doyle house and take Lori away on a stretcher. Lori appears to be in shock and she begs them not to put her to sleep. The two EMTs are Bud and Jimmy. Um, I feel like in the 80s, there were more curly headed men. Mm, yeah. Right. What happened? Well, now there are, too, because people are getting permed. Well, because of F-boys. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, this is among white men, of course. But, uh-huh. like, oh, you feel like you never see two curly-headed men together anymore, two curly-headed white men. Hmm, that's true. Right? And back then, I, they're just everywhere. Hmm. What's going on here? That's interesting. Conduct a study. Yeah. <laughs> they couldn't have all had perms back then. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. I'm be on the lookout now. I know. When huh? I'm out in public. <laughs> Jimmy says that Lori goes to high school with his little brother. Um, but is like Strode of Strode Royalty? <laughs> no, Realty. Of Strode Realty. Same thing, am I right? <laughs> basically, that's how he acts, because uh Jimmy's like, yeah, but he's like, okay. <laughs> like, whoa, got a celebrity in my ambulance. Yeah. <laughs> gonna put on the good lights (laughs) they take Lori to Haddonfield Memorial Hospital where she is tended to by the no nonsense head nurse Mrs. Alves so hot and so mean she is so hot she's so hot (laughs) (laughs) and we don't even see like nothing sexy about her necessarily like like, not nothing sexy obviously but like nothing like um stereotypically sexy i uh-huh. guess like she doesn't get him out or anything but you're like Whoa. yeah all the nurses are pretty cute but yeah. she's like yeah she's hot the hottest one that's why she's in charge <laughs> oh okay <laughs> that's how they do it at hospitals 
So there's Mrs. Alvis and the half-drunk Dr. Mixter. Yeah, Nurse Jill says he came from the party at the country club, which I think is so funny because that's where all the parents were and why they needed babysitters in the first film. I want to see a movie just about this party. It must have been a rager. It's it's probably like that (laughs) Hocus Pocus party. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Lori once again begs not to be put to sleep, but blotto Dr. Mixter knows best. (laughs) This is so wrong. (laughs) I know. It's like they don't have her parents permission anything they're just like nope and what was the reason um his hysteria okay that's what they okay. wrote in her, <laughs> in her little chart it's like <laughs> woman screaming <laughs> um maybe it's the 4k but i noticed so many new things this time around like Lori did all this in freaking loafers mm-hmm. michael myers could just put me out of my misery because 100 i would have blisters by now <laughs> Would not be able to keep running in them. Meanwhile, Loomis and Brackett circle the neighborhood and happen upon a trick-or-treater who is wearing a familiar white mask. Loomis aims his gun at the masked figure, but Sheriff Brackett holds him back. He's like, is it him? I don't know. And they're like, we should shoot. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the maybe Michael Myers is crossing the street and in a freak accident, an approaching patrol car crashes into the figure and then into the side of a van. It is a lot. <laughs> the violent explosion incinerates the man and Loomis is unable to identify the body. Yes. And I just learned that the driver in this scene and the cop yeah. is actually Dick Warlock, Michael Myers himself. So he played Michael Myers, cop number three, and he was the stunt coordinator. That's very cool to me. I hope he got all those paychecks. Oh, I'm sure he did. He probably didn't, <laughs> actually. <laughs> Another patrolman, Deputy Hunt, arrives to tell Brackett the bad news, that Annie's body has been discovered along with two others in the wake of Myers' rampage. They head to the Wallace house so that Brackett can identify his teenage daughter. That's a rough night. Yeah. Back at the hospital, a little boy in a pirate costume will live to see another day after being wounded by a razor blade. Always check your candy, kids. Fuck that, though. (laughs) Eat it raw. Life is short. Yeah, I don't know if I like this scene. It contributes to that very anti-Halloween urban legend about razor blades and the candy. It's never happened. And not even, like, the poisoning the candy, like... Usually, it's the own family that's doing mm-hmm. it, like the few cases there have been. Yeah. <sighs> Come on, guys. We got to save Halloween. <laughs> yeah, please. Nobody is giving your kids expensive razors and poison. <laughs> Do you know how much a Gillette Venus costs? <laughs> Shits are expensive. Not in this economy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, I don't want to say he deserves it, but what kind of narc eats the apple when there's a pillowcase full of candy to be had? <laughs> oh, it's in an apple. I can't remember. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, no, he just, there was a razor blade in his candy bag loose. <laughs> no, I thought it was within a piece of candy or something. I think I thought it I, was reason for me to believe it was in an apple. Well, that was like the urban legend too. Yeah. That was another thing that I noticed that I didn't really see before was how lodged in this kid's mouth the razor blade is. <laughs> like, it's pretty gruesome. Yuck. I hope that never happens to me. Mm-hmm. That's why you got to slice your apples first. Okay. Every time. Because you don't know what's happening at the grocery store. They just leave them out for anybody to put razor blades into. (laughs) (laughs) Jimmy checks in on Lori, 
but Nurse Alves kicks him out of the room after he promises to bring Lori a Coke. She never got her Coke. She never did. Mm. A group of news reporters have descended upon Haddonfield as Brackett, Loomis, and Hunt arrive at the Wallace house. Cameo alert! See if you can spot Dana Carvey as one of the crew members in this scene. Hollywood history! This is where Dana Carvey met Michael Myers! (laughs) That's cool. Yeah! (laughs) Sheriff Brackett, in shock after seeing Annie's corpse, blames Loomis for allowing Michael to escape and goes home to tell his wife the horrible news. Loomis convinces Hunt that there is a real possibility that Michael Myers could still be alive, since they are uncertain who exactly was struck and killed by the patrol car. They plan to meet at the coroner's office in half an hour. So another young nurse, Karen, is late to work after staying too late at a boring Halloween party. She tries to get out of taking her friend home, but her friend says, <laughs> you promised me. They're like literally walking to her car Yeah, when she's like, oh, I don't have time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm late. Yeah. What? If you're so late and the party was so boring, why didn't you leave early? Uh-huh. No, she stayed through pin the tail on the donkey and bobbing for apples. Oh, like you would leave before bobbing for apples. <laughs> I wouldn't. I know you would, no Be- matter how late you were. So maybe she has the same mindset. <laughs> she didn't look wet, though. So I don't think she... I <laughs> That's don't think how she, good she is. I don't think she tried it. I want to try it. You want me to hold your head underwater? <laughs> we can go to the sink right now. No. I got apples. It's not the same. No razor blades. I need them in a tub. All right. A galvanized metal tub. <laughs> yeah. Okay. After the girls drive away, a young kid with the boom box on his shoulder, so 80s, mm-hmm. walks right into Michael Myers. Since the kid is blasting the news <laughs> broadcast, Michael knows that Lori has been taken to the Haddonfield Memorial Hospital, so he heads that way. He just follows the signs. Yep. <laughs> this news junkie is Lance Warlock, one of Dick Warlock's sons. Yes. Back at the hospital, most of the staff is watching the news, but the security guard, Mr. Garrett, is reading a magazine while Night of the Living Dead plays on the TV in the background. I love that. Remember, like, this is the movie they're showing tonight, and everybody would watch it. We're all watching the same thing. Oh, that's cute. We lost that sense of community. I know. Mr. Garrett doesn't notice the security camera footage of Michael Myers outside, but he opens the door for Karen when she finally gets to work. In the break room... Bud, the EMT, offends a nursing assistant named Janet with his profanity. And then, after making plans to see Karen later that night, sings an interesting version of Amazing Grace. Sing it, Sarah. Amazing Grace, come sit on my face. Don't make me cry. I need your pie. It's the third third verse of Amazing Grace that doesn't get sung very often in church, but it's there. Next time you're in church, pick up the book yeah, and see it. It's a stanza. It's right there. <laughs> I feel like there's a missed opportunity to sing it. Amazing Grace, how sweet your ass. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. They, they chose this song because there was no copyright, too. <laughs> Boy, these copyright laws are really fueling a lot of this movie. Oh, yeah. Jimmy, however, is not in the mood for jokes. He leaves to go see Lori. He's like, oh, ha, ha. (laughs) For one thing, I'm a Christian, and I think that's offensive. (laughs) He's like, it could have been my brother. (laughs) Yeah, it could have been Ziggy. Not Ziggy. (laughs) 
While visiting, he reveals to her that the killer pursuing her earlier was none other than Michael Myers, who escaped from the mental hospital the previous night. Why me, Lori questions aloud. Don't worry, Lori. John Carpenter will tell you why. Yeah. She's like, this is not Shagadelic. (laughs) And this is not very switched on. (laughs) So Mrs. You're saying Alves. I was saying Alves in my head. Do you know? I thought, what did they say? I don't remember. I don't either. I'll go with yours. Mrs. Alves interrupts the youngsters and sends Jimmy away before discovering that the phones are suddenly out of service. Mr. Garrett, the security guard, explores the rear of the hospital to search for the trouble. He sees what looks like blood in the dumpster before a classic cat jumps out at him and almost gives him a heart attack. <laughs> Why does this always happen? (laughs) Classic horror cat. Yeah. It says, like I said, never happened to me. I have three cats. (laughs) Remember when I was getting a third dog and you said three dogs? Yeah. That's a lot. And now I have three cats. I didn't want to say anything, but now I am on a microphone. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. That's too many. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody's got to (laughs) go. But nobody wanted this cute little kitty, so I had to keep her. Yep. So... Mr. Garrett enters the storeroom and realizes that there has been a break-in. He attempts to alert Janet via the walkie-talkie, but the technology is just too much for her. You know what? I get it. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Garrett then hears a noise and searches several of the supply closets. Why, though? Like, you know what's going on. Yeah. You hear a sound? Why don't you just go, you know what? I will go for the police. Yeah, your job as security guy does not go that far. No, hell no. I don't even think he's armed. (laughs) He's got his two arms and that's it. (laughs) Suddenly, Michael leaps out and kills him by bashing him over the head with the back of the hammer. Leaps for Michael Myers, which is to say he takes a quick step to one side. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Janet finally gives up on the walkie-talkie and goes back to her job on the floor. I say this is um, an L for Mr. Garrett. Like, he did the wrong thing. If you were going to take your job that seriously, go back into the hospital and protect the people that work there. Yeah. I don't know. That's just me, though. That's what I would do, but I'm built different. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be that brave to be like, I'm going to find this guy. No way. Especially when you, well, did he miss the news broadcast? He was reading that magazine. He didn't see what was going on. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Loomis and Hunt visit the coroner and try to get some more information on the burned body. It's difficult to tell who it is since even the gums are charred, but the coroner thinks it's someone young, probably around 17 or 18 years old. Since Michael Myers is 21, Hunt orders another sweep of the neighborhood. What happens to your teeth between 18 and 21? (laughs) Like that's when you get all your cavities? Yeah. (laughs) They visit the Myers home and the townspeople are already there shaking their fists and throwing rocks at the property. This is so like them. The citizens of Haddonfield (laughs) are very easily rabble roused. Yeah. Just wait till we get to part four. (laughs) (laughs) And then Halloween kills. Oh my God. Oh, I just didn't want to think about that one. They were an unruly mob. (laughs) Loomis takes a moment to wax philosophical about the evil force that is Michael Myers until a couple of teen boys interrupt him to tell Officer Hunt about their missing friend, Bennett Tramer. That's right. Ben Tramer. They say Ben was drunk and wearing a mask when he left a party over an hour ago. Uh Uh-oh. I 
love that this is Ben Tramer. Ben Tramer, if you don't remember, in the original Halloween, is the guy that Lori had a crush on. Yeah. We never see him. Like, it's just in a conversation. Well, we see him, but he doesn't look great. I love that they, like, they don't point it out. They yeah. just have it be him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that he leaves the Halloween party drunk and is like, I might as well trick-or-treat on the way home because he <laughs> definitely had a trick-or-treat bag yeah. in his hand. <laughs> I was figuring that he found it somewhere. What? The bag? Yeah. Maybe, maybe. What if he stole it from me? I don't think Lori would go for a guy that stole a trick-or-treat bag maybe from Maybe she a likes a bad boy. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> it's a rough night for Lori, though. Now her crush has been all burned up. Yes. Also, what was this costume supposed to be? Well, I feel like they're... I like that, too. Like, in this world, that was, like, just a, a mask that was available, right? And he also wore the blue coveralls? He didn't wear the coveralls. He was wearing a button-up. It looked the same, though. But it was all blue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the hair is a little bit blonder. So if you want to be cool, go as Ben Tramer for Halloween instead of Michael Myers. Yeah, switch it up on him. I've always wanted to do that. Maybe I'll do it. You should. Just got to get some blonde-haired Myers mask. I'm going to be Dr. Evil. (laughs) Can't wait. I'm inspired now. Um, one of the, one of these dudes that's like raising the alert about their friend Craig is played by Dick Warlock's older son, Billy Warlock, who plays Billy in society. Mm. Yeah. We love that movie. It comes up a lot. Yeah. Back at Haddonfield Memorial, Lori has a symbolic dream about her childhood. Young Lori stands in front of a wall of white sheets drying on a clothesline. A nice callback. Hell yeah. (laughs) She asks a woman. Why don't you ever tell me anything? The woman replies, I told you I'm not your mother. A few drops of blood fall onto a black surface and the dream transitions to a young boy sitting at the window in a sanitarium. The boy slowly turns around and sees young Lori standing in the room. Interesting. What could it mean? Gotta get out my dream dictionary. (laughs) I wonder what I told you I'm not your mother could possibly mean. (laughs) means you're nervous about school. (laughs) (laughs) means you're soon will come into a lot of money. Yep. means you're going to go on a trip. (laughs) In another part of the hospital, Bud and Karen attempt to make love in a hospital therapy pool. So unsanitary for everybody. (laughs) Yes. I hate to see this. But they leave the door open in case one of the babies in the nursery starts crying or whatever. (laughs) Michael Myers arrives and turns up the temperature to the red danger zone, forcing Bud to get out to fix it and show off his buns in the process. Yeah, we love equal opportunity nudity. Love to see buns. (laughs) While Karen towels off, Michael stealthily strangles Bud to death. And like either this therapy room is soundproof or Bud is really taking it like a man (laughs) because he says nothing. Like, fellas, is it gay to scream when Michael Myers kills you? <laughs> Let us know in the comments. Sound off. <laughs> he then approaches Karen from behind and puts his arm around her. Thinking it's Bud's hand, Karen gives him a few sexy nibbles before turning around and seeing the shape in his iconic mask. Michael seizes Karen and repeatedly dunks her head under the scalding hot water until she drowns in the flesh p- 
peels away from her face. Ew. It's, this one's pretty gross. <laughs> Again, why does the heat go so high? <laughs> why does my car go so fast? This is all entrapment. <laughs> oh, man. I don't get it. Yeah, when she, when he had to get out, I was like, can you get blue balls if the water's that hot? <laughs> <laughs> you get red balls. <laughs> Yeah. I'm surprised that that little finger licking thing didn't work on Michael Myers. It generally works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He's not into it. He's not. Mm. He's pretty focused on the task at hand. Yeah. There's one thing about Michael Myers. <laughs> He's very focused. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good quality he has. You <laughs> <laughs> can mention in job interviews. I was just going to say, like, Mm, one negative thing about me <laughs> if anything I can be a little too, too focused, focused. <laughs> I would always say um, honestly I have a problem with punctuality <laughs> 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 I would say you know what I'm going to be a little late five minutes ten minutes nothing crazy <laughs> but I'll get the job done and you'll be happy with it and we'll all live with it <laughs> People were surprised, but I'm like, you asked. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So Loomis and Hunt investigate a break-in at the local elementary school and find that Michael Myers has been there. A child's drawing of a family has a butcher knife sticking in the image of the sister. And the word, as Loomis says it, Sam Hain, has been scrawled in blood on the chalkboard. Michael Myers, big Glenn Danzig fan. <laughs> Loves that band. His movies are named after a Glenn Danzig song. <laughs> yeah, a lot of connections there. You know how many times I watched it before I realized that Michael Myers didn't draw that picture of the family, that it was some kid's picture that he stabbed? Oh, I, I don't know that that's true. They're in elementary There's school. There's no proof that he didn't pick up those crowns. I, you know what? He was like, and then smoke comes out of the chimney. <laughs> <laughs> My mom wears her signature triangle dress. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's doing some art therapy. <laughs> <laughs> like in the Rob Zombie ones. It doesn't work, though. Yeah. So Loomis remarks on the Celtic origins of the word that he doesn't know how to pronounce. And he is <laughs> <laughs> and he is surprised when Marion Chambers approaches him. Nurse Chambers, who was with Loomis, oh, last night, because this is a continuation. <laughs> uh, when Michael made his escape. She's been sent with the marshal to return Loomis to the Smith's Grove Sanitarium. They're like, he won't come on his own. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> On orders from the governor, no less. Yeah. Loomis is forcibly taken away while Hunt promises to find Michael. He's like, you've got the wrong guy. (laughs) (laughs) At the hospital, Jimmy goes to visit Lori again, and he finds that she has had a reaction to her medication as in shock. Janet goes to tell Dr. Mixter, but she finds him dead in his private office, a needle thrust into one eyeball. Myers appears behind Janet and grabs her, thrusting another needle into her temple until she, too, falls down dead. I guess originally uh, filming this, she hit a table on her way down, so she was, like, actually bleeding, and she says she was like, use it, use it. Oh, wow. (laughs) But they're like, we can't use it. (laughs) Why? I don't know. They could. Maybe uh, union stuff. Quentin Tarantino did it. Oh, I don't know. 
Maybe it just didn't look good. Maybe. <laughs> so Jimmy goes off to find help when nobody returns, leaving Lori in the care of a blonde nurse named Jill, who stays in the room for all of five seconds before being summoned by another patient, like one, on the little radio thing. One of the babies wanted more morphine. Goo goo gaga. The baby was hitting the call button. While she is gone, Michael enters Lori's room and stabs at her with a scalpel. This is new weapon of choice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's the end of the movie. That was it. That was great. Mm -hmm. I loved it. Yeah. Just kidding. Uh, Lori was only pretending to have a reaction to the medication. She put pillows under the blanket and got the hell out of there. She fooled us all. (laughs) When Jill returns, she finds the room empty. Hindered by a cracked ankle and dazed from the drugs, Lori limps through the now quiet halls of the hospital looking for a safe place to hide. It feels like it's a pretty slow night for being Halloween. Oh, yeah. Like the Apple Kid and Lori have been the only patients all night. Them and the babies. Is this mm. a pediatric hospital? I I don't know. I feel like there was a pediatric floor. And it was also very dark. Very dark. There's a reason that got cut out like... um. I think Michael cuts the power and they put on like an emergency generator, which only mm. turns on some of the lights. So that's the reason for that. But where is everybody else? Just having us, everybody else that got hurt that night died. <laughs> <laughs> no need to bring them to the hospital. Yeah, exactly. Take them straight to the corner. Just at the morgue. <laughs> yep. Jimmy reappears and sends Jill off to get help, telling her to drive into town and bring back the police. But after she leaves, he finds the body of Miss Alves in a nearby operating room. She's been tied to an operating table, an IV tube in her arm, having drained all of her blood out onto the floor. When Jimmy realizes he's standing in a puddle of blood, he panics and slips and falls on his back, slamming his head down onto the floor and rendering himself unconscious. Terrible. This is a great scene, though. I love the way it looks. It looks so cool. Mm-hmm. All, like, the camera pull out and then just all the blood, but it's, like, melted crayon red, like, so red looks cool i agree i feel bad for him i would hate to slip and fall in a puddle of blood (laughs) yeah your clothes would be so stained so jill attempts to leave the hospital but finds all of the cars in the parking lot disabled the tires slashed and the engines tampered with i imagine that michael myers just like stabs the engines (laughs) Or maybe yeah. at this point he's like learned this is after he somebody taught him to drive and he like knows something about auto mechanics now and removes the spark plugs. <laughs> <laughs> but I just picture just stabbing. Yeah. Right. After she runs back into the hospital, Jill sees Lori in a hallway and tries to reach her. But Michael appears and kills Jill with a scalpel in her back. Yeah, this is kind of an iconic scene. Mm-hmm. Michael lifts Jill off the ground and her nurse clogs fall to the floor. They sure do. <laughs> that was a detail the costume supervisor came up with. And then the actress who played Jill, she said she got hurt kind of bruised up during the scene because she had to be in a harness. Mm. But she was happy because she got stunt pay for that day. Yeah, it looks good. Mm-hmm. Dang. Those clogs... I don't know how you could be all day as a nurse wearing clogs. They almost look like um, Crocs. Kind of. Some nurses so maybe, wear so maybe they're comfortable. clogs. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But once she didn't have her toes gripping the front of them to keep them from falling <laughs> off, they clattered right to the floor. Yeah. Lori witnesses Jill's murder and is terrified into action. She runs through the halls with Michael in pursuit. 
Rushing down a stairwell and into the basement, Lori gets cornered in a boiler room and must climb through a small window near the ceiling to escape. She has to, like, push aside Mr. Garrett's body that's hanging from the ceiling. Michael's so theatrical. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) And strong. Like, so strong. We see that in this movie as well. Upper body strength. And core strength. Maybe he is daddy. (laughs) (laughs) Michael almost slashes her ankles, but Laurie makes it out just in time. He's not really trying. He didn't seem like he was really putting his all into it. He's like, this is not the way I want to kill her. (laughs) No, like I'm not going to get anything out of this. After nearly cornering her again in an elevator, Laurie escapes and rushes into the parking lot, hiding in a parked car. In the marshal's car... Marion listens to Loomis monologue about Celtic traditions and the unconscious mind (laughs) before interrupting him with some important information. She just can't fucking take it anymore. (laughs) She reveals that Laurie Strode is actually the sister of Michael Myers, born two years before Michael's original crime and adopted after the death of the parents two years after. The records were sealed to protect the family. It seems like information that he should have had. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't get it. Loomis immediately understands that Michael is after Lori for a reason and commandeers the marshal's car, pulling a gun on him and even firing a warning shot through the window to get his point across. He's like, car pop. (laughs) (laughs) The marshal turns the car around and speeds off towards the hospital. Listen, he's convinced. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) In the parking lot, Lori sees a dark shape open the car door and get inside. Luckily, it's only Jimmy. He tries to start the car, but it will not start. Lori tries to talk to Jimmy, but he's still not feeling so hot after his head injury. (laughs) He's looking at her and he's like, who? (laughs) He passes out and bonks his head on the steering wheel, (laughs) laying on the horn and revealing Lori's hiding place. Way to go, Jimmy. Lori tries to leave the car and falls onto the parking lot, still dazed. As she begins to crawl towards the hospital, the marshal's car pulls up. Loomis, Marion, and the marshal head towards the entrance, and Lori cannot cry out for help until it's too late, and they are inside, pulling the doors shut behind them. As she gets to her feet, Michael appears across the parking lot, walking slowly toward her. Lori runs to the doors and bangs on them, screaming, and attracts the attention of the others. Loomis lets her inside in the nick of time. Unfazed, Michael walks right through the closed glass doors and into the hospital. (laughs) Loomis shoots him multiple times again. Michael falls over, seemingly dead, but Loomis points out he's still breathing. (laughs) Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. After sending Marion out to the marshal's car to use the radio for summoning the police, Loomis... What? But only the marshal is authorized (laughs) to use that. Oh, no. Loomis turns to comfort Lori. Why won't he die, Lori asks. Right on cue, Michael rises up and slits the marshal's throat with a scalpel. Then, he chases Loomis and Lori deeper into the hospital. They hide in an operating room, but they are cornered. As Michael breaks down the door, Loomis gives Lori one of his guns. He's like, here, this doesn't do anything. I want you to have it. (laughs) This one has one bullet left. (laughs) When Michael gets in, he stabs Loomis in the stomach, causing him to fall over. Lori tries to stop Michael by calling his name. He stops for a moment and does his signature head tilt, but he soon advances on her again and she shoots him in the eyes. Blood drips from his eye holes as if he was crying. Aww. 
Blinded, Michael starts swinging his scalpel wildly. Loomis struggles to his feet and begins releasing oxygen and ether into the room from the many tanks on the walls. Lori follows suit until the doctor tells her to run. This is the famous scene where they put an oxygen tank in Michael Myers' mouth. And then they go, smile, you son of a bitch. <laughs> and Loomis shoots it. Right? Not oh, quite. Okay. Lori bolts from the room and runs down the hall as Loomis ignites his cigarette lighter, causing a huge explosion. Same outcome. <laughs> Lots of explosions in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Even from the inferno, Myers emerges and keeps walking oh, toward boy. Lori. Until this the guy f- just won't quit. <laughs> until the flames consume him and he falls to the ground. Mm, I'm suspicious. As dawn breaks on the foggy November morning, Lori is taken out of the hospital and placed onto the back of an ambulance. She's like, can I please ride in the front? <laughs> they're like, nope, you got to ride in the back with Michael yeah. Myers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Reporters, authorities, and other onlookers watch on. Hey, look. Dana Carvey's back. Swing. <laughs> Lori stares blankly as the ambulance pulls away. She's traumatized, but alive. Mr. Sandman plays again, and the final image of the film is the face of Michael's burning corpse. Yikes. A lot of discussion about Michael's invincibility, but never any talk about Loomis being a Superman, too. Oh, totally. Right? <laughs> he got stabbed. He was in that explosion as well. And we know he's back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Michael, is he supernatural? He has to be at this point, right? Yeah. Definitely there are questions. <laughs> well, what do we have here? Final thoughts? Final thoughts. Okay, I wanted to talk about uh, the revelation that Lori is mm-hmm. Michael's sister and that's mm-hmm. why he's going after her do you like it do you hate it um I don't hate it uh-huh. I do think um it does feel tacked on yeah and it is like he John Carpenter like felt like he needed more for this movie and the TV stations were also asking him to shoot more so they could show Halloween on TV Mm -hmm. and they needed to cut some stuff. So he had to like add some stuff in to make it broadcast length. So they were able to like add in for TV broadcast, like stuff that kind of points to that. Yeah. I have the TV cut on my DVD, but I didn't have a chance to rewatch it, but I've watched it in the past. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's kind of fun to see like, Oh, this is what was on TV. Yeah. That's interesting. There's that shared TV experience uh-huh. again. Yeah, so like, and he says that he hates it, right? He's like, this is what I wrote after I drank a six-pack, and it sucks. Yeah, he's not been a huge fan yeah. of this movie. And like when they redid, when they did the last series that we're watching now of them, like they went back and were like, this never happened. Yeah. So like, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to say I hate it, but it says unnecessary, except for that, like, I don't know. Is it necessary to keep the story going? I think it's, like, kind of interesting, but I feel like, yeah, it does feel tacked on. Like, it wasn't very sophisticated, like, mm-hmm. the way they revealed it, I guess, with, like, mm-hmm. the children's drawing. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah. And the dream. It's like, okay. Yeah. Like, she just is having this dream now? Is this... 
is she dreaming something that has happened in the past? Mm-hmm. Like where she asked her mom or was her mom just flat out saying, I told you I'm not your mother. <laughs> like, I don't know. It raises more questions mm-hmm. kind of. It's all right. It's iconic. Yeah. I mean, it changes the course of most of the sequels mm-hmm. until we get to a certain point. Yeah. Yeah. I don't hate it, but yeah, I don't think it like ruins it. Like some people act like this ruins the yeah. whole franchise. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, it is a cornerstone of the whole franchise. Mm-hmm. We have no idea of knowing how it would be without it. <laughs> Honestly, like, I don't know, man. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it looks great. It really does. They kept the really similar style to the first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's due to having John Carpenter involved, Deborah Hill involved, mm-hmm. having the same cinematographer, Dean Cundy. It's the same mask. Same mask. Yeah. Different Michael Myers. Yeah. And it's a little different, but I think I like Dick Warlock as Michael Myers. Sure. The first one had like, what, five different people playing Michael Myers? Yeah. So it wasn't like, I don't know. It is a little bit different, but. Yeah. I think it's still good. Yeah. I mean, what's what's there to do? <laughs> Except for like apparently like after it came out and stuff, Deborah Hill was criticizing the way he walked as Michael oh, Myers. Yeah. And then he was mad about that. And it's like that literally is the fucking one thing that Michael does. And like you're saying that he got this wrong. That's crazy. And he was like, she was on set. She could have said, but she never said He's, anything. Yeah, he said no one ever told me, like gave me direction yeah. for how to do it. I mean, it's fine. He's walking slow. Mm-hmm. I don't know what she could have. I don't know what was wrong with it. Yeah. Probably because that part where you start skipping <laughs> for a second. That weird little backflip <laughs> <laughs> in the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> yeah. What else? What do you think? Well, I have a tangent okay tangentially how come i have to use so many words that i guess i don't say often enough (laughs) or i've only read tangential Uh tangentials yes tangential (laughs) tangentially related question okay do you think in mr sandman when she says give him word that i'm not a rover and tell him that his lonely nights are over that she means not a rover like she's not a cheater or not a rover like she's not a dog uh cheater can you be sure no i I need to see all the lyrics the 50s were a mean time (laughs) like you could call someone a rover back (laughs) i love the use of that song i like it too and then they bring it back in what h2o i don't remember i think so um i like the way this movie looks a lot Mm -hmm. i think it looks great um i like this movie right like should we talk about ratings yeah Okay, let's see here. Lenny's got something to say. Cool. Leonard Malton, Halloween 2, one and a half stars. Wowza. Explicitly bloody sequel is as bad as any of Halloween's countless clones, with Maniac continuing to stalk Jamie Lee Curtis on the same night on which the original ends. Mmm. Hmm. Video Hounds also gave it one and a half bones. I don't know how that compares to Lenny's stars. <laughs> I don't know if it's a one to one. Trying to pick up where Halloween left off, the sequel begins with the escape of vicious killer Michael, who continues to murder and terrorize the community of Haddonfield. 
Lacking the innovative intentions of its predecessor, it relies on old-fashioned buckets of blood. No chills, just trauma. Mm. I think it is. Like, I think there's chills. Yeah, I think that that hot tub scene is chilling. Mm-hmm. I always think about it. It's pretty scary. Anna was filmed with cold water. Yeah. <laughs> so and very she chilling. she got an ear infection. <laughs> and that's scary. Yeah, man. I think so. I'm kind of Especially surprised. Especially those early scenes, too. Like, the, I love the scene where he goes in and he's behind the, the woman who's making the sandwiches. Yeah. It looks so good. Yeah, because it's very, like, banal. Uh-huh. Like, she's just making her late-night ham sandwiches and her husband's sleeping on the front of the TV or whatever. Like, yeah. And she does escape. I guess like, like we talked about the one kill with that one girl is kind of like, what the fuck? Like, why is this here? Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. Michael Myers, notoriously difficult to figure out. (laughs) Yeah. I'm kind of surprised at the low ratings. Honestly, it's pretty, those are much lower than I would have guessed. Yeah, I feel like a lot of horror fans like this movie a lot, but then I feel like there's people that are, like, against it as well. I don't know. I like that it's go time from the very beginning. Yes. I really like that a lot about it. I might even choose to put it on instead of original Halloween. Hmm. I like that it's a continuation, like, directly. I like like that, too. It starts at the moment the the first one ends, which you don't see very often. No. In sequels. Yeah. I like that, too. Um, starts with another like iconic scene, right? From another movie like Psycho 2. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except for they like reshot it. Yeah. And that was really common back then because, um, you wouldn't have seen it probably. Yeah. Like you probably didn't see it since you saw it in theaters. Yeah. Yeah. The Rocky movies all start like that mm-hmm. too. Yeah. The first couple of Friday the 13th, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like this movie. Like I said, it looks beautiful on the 4K transfer. Really gorgeous pops. Mm-hmm. And like, I think it's a lot of fun. The first one can be a little slow for me. Hmm. Sorry. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I just like that they don't have to set up like yeah. a bunch of backstory about who she is and going to school and her friends and everything. Like, we're just in it. Yeah. I like that. I like it. I like this one. Okay. I give it an eight. You give it an eight. Mm-hmm. Well, I love this movie. I give it a nine. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I ranked it as like my second favorite in our rankings. I think I did too. I think I went one, two, and then the Rob Zombie one. You know what? I think you did the Rob Zombie one number two. Did I? That's what I originally thought too. But then I was like, I do like this movie a lot oh, though. Well. Let us know what we said. <laughs> Literally no way to find out. <laughs> yeah, no, I love this one. Uh, it's so good. Yeah. Like, it doesn't touch the original for me because that's my favorite movie. Yeah. Um, but it's a really good sequel. And when uh, the new guys were like David Gordon Green and, or, or whatever, they're going to go back and like start from one mm-hmm. and do their own sequel. I was like, oh, but I love two. Yeah. Like I didn't think you needed to erase this one, but I don't know. It's just to lose the sister thing. Yeah. Right. But it's so good. Yeah. I like it. One star off for Jamie Lee Curtis's wig. Could have been better. Yeah. <laughs> Her hair was short by this time. So she had to wear yeah. a wig. 
Also, Lori is not as proactive, I guess, understandably, as she is in the first one. She, right? Like, yes, that I've heard that as a complaint too. Like she doesn't have a lot of dialogue, but I feel yeah. like she's still in the movie a lot. Yeah, and she is proactive with her whole little trick. That's and, true. You know, she just doesn't have as many lines. Like um, somebody was saying. Or somebody wrote that she had more actually had more lines in Resurrection. Oh. <laughs> Which, you know, well, I won't spoil it. Yeah. Loomis has way more lines than she does in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, it's better than her little role in Halloween Kills in the hospital, that's for sure. So bad. <laughs> I know. It's like a direct comparison. Yeah. Really. And Halloween Kills. Oh, brother, this guy stinks. <laughs> Here are fresh thoughts on our ranking episode on that one. I will tell you that I hate this movie every chance that I get. I'm actually, I've never rewatched it, but I will this year before the new one comes out. I'll rewatch really? those three, yeah. Should we rewatch together and see if we hate it still? Yes. Okay. What if we're like, we love it? <laughs> you know what? Then we were wrong. Yeah. And we'll buy a bus bench. <laughs> <laughs> And that's probably what's going to happen. <laughs> I don't think so. I feel like, I, did I watch it two times? No. I only watched it in theaters, and then I was said, that's enough for me. And you watched it at the movies? Mm -hmm. I watched it on TV. Well, we contributed either way. Mm -hmm. I hope this third one is decent. Me too. I have no expectations. Neither so do I. I'm Maybe it will live up to my no expectations. I really liked the first one. Me too. 2018 one. Me too. Yeah. So like 50-50. Mm -hmm. Really, that's where we are. So yeah, that equals no expectations. <laughs> I agree. We'll watch it no matter what. Gotta. Gotta. I'll probably have to buy the whole new box set someday. Probably. I'm just going to wait and see if they make any more first. <laughs> We're completists. <laughs> All right. Do we have anything else for this? Nope. I think we said it all. Yeah. Wish I had smarter commentary to give. Instead of being like, blood is really red and I like that. <laughs> <laughs> what more do you want? Uh, from come us? on, people. <laughs> yeah. I like the setting, but it is confusing when there's nothing going on. In the hospital. Yeah. Yeah, they could have explained that a little bit better. Yeah. Or but like, it is a, it's an urgent care or something, but it's a hospital. Maybe people are just sleeping. It's late. Bunch of sleepy patients in their rooms. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> There's a lot of commotion going on, though. Like, yeah. nobody... nobody those, seems like those nurse call lights should be lighting up all over the place. Yeah, they should have had, like, some random person, like, stumble out of the room and be like, I gotta go to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then they turn around and the flap is open on the back of their gown, <laughs> and it's like a little funny moment. Yeah, Halloween known for its little funny moments. <laughs> so, what do we have coming up next? Well, we're gonna take a little break. Mm -hmm. You know, it ain't easy being spooky. We have a lot of spooky activities going on, mm -hmm. and we're being sent to prison. Yeah, I thought we were gonna mention that, but. <laughs> Well, I want people to put money on our books. 
Good idea. (laughs) (laughs) So um, we're going to be released from prison for uh, a couple of like fun events that we have coming up. (laughs) Right, Core? Yeah, a couple of live events. So watch our socials. We're going to do trivia and hopefully something else. Secret, secret live event that is not confirmed. So we won't say it yet, but. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna try and have something fun for you all in November. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like Corey said, watch our socials. Our Twitter is at Chainsaw Podcast. Yep, and our Instagram is just at Gag Me with the Chainsaw. Yep. Uh, in December, we are gonna do a holiday movie. So our next movie will be Silent Night, Deadly Night Two. Part two. If you haven't seen part one, just go ahead and watch part two. They recap the whole movie for you. So you're good. (laughs) You won't miss anything. (laughs) Yeah, keep an eye out. We're still around. Um, You can totally have phones in prison. You just have to smuggle them up your butt. Yes. So we're (laughs) going to do that. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll be on socials and in your ears when we can be and in your faces, which is fun and exciting for us. Yeah. And uh, we'll be back to regular schedule in January. Yep. And we'll let you know what our favorite movies of the year were. Yeah, totally. Lots of hot contenders. (laughs) Yeah. Really, Really heating up. It's been a good year. It has been a good year. Uh, just right now, I want to be like, ooh, I just saw this and this and this, but mm-hmm. I'm going to save it. Okay, let's save it. All right. Um, if you have any comments, if you have a TV theme song that you like to sing because you think that you sound really good when you sing it, <laughs> <laughs> call us and tell us about it. Sing me a little bit of it. Yeah. I want to hear it. I can't believe that unlocked that memory for me. I can't believe that that memory was locked for you. Yeah. I sing that song all the time. (laughs) Yeah. That's just how well written it was. Mm. Like, it's in there, man. Uh, Give us a call. 661-454-7499. And call and tell us what you think of Halloween, too. Yeah. Is it one of your favorite sequels or not? Yeah. We want to hear about it. Do you hate the Lori being Michael's sister thing? Mm-hmm. Or do you love it? Mm-hmm. Are you ambivalent about it? <laughs> like us? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what do you think? What do you think? Do you think Michael Myers is a daddy? <laughs> no, you know what? I don't want to hear that. <laughs> I see a lot of weird TikToks of people doing weird stuff with Michael Myers. And I'm like, stop that. Oh, if I had TikTok, man, they'd be sent to me. <laughs> Well, guess what, Corey? We have a TikTok. I just don't know how to use it. Oh, we got to start ticking and talking. I know. We're going to have to learn some dances. <laughs> you like that? I like that. Yeah, but I don't like TikTok dances. Uh, why? Because they you don't look- like easy choreography? Yep. I want a challenge. You want us to do the Rhythm Nation choreography. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. Okay, we'll learn it. Dressed as uh, Michael Myers and Freddie. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That sounds good. (laughs) All right. Well, as always, please make a donation to the Bakersfield Burrito Project and help us feed our unhoused neighbors here in Bakersfield. Bako Burrito Project on Cash App and Venmo, even like $5 helps. Literally. Literally. And leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. 
really helps others find us so we can find more horror fans. Yeah. It's part of our community. Yeah. And it would be a nice little Halloween treat for us. Oh, yeah. No tricks. Just <laughs> treats, please. Yes. I mean, no, no tricks. This is too close to magic, and I don't like that. Unless you want to leave us a mean review, but give us five stars. No. <laughs> no? No. And put JK at the end? Okay. <laughs> Okay, if there's a JK at the end, but don't do it where it's like very clearly that you're being not JK. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, JK. I don't know. I feel like if it's five stars, it's it's fine. Um, I don't like to read mean comments about okay. myself. Okay. That's why I will never get a caricature done because <laughs> I don't go around hurting my own feelings on purpose. <laughs> okay, so do not draw a caricature of us. Please don't. <laughs> As fan art. We're just giving people bad ideas. <laughs> All right. We hope you enjoyed your Halloween. Yeah, happy Halloween. Have a spooky time. Yep. Check your Skittles for tiny, tiny razor blades. Mm-hmm. Right? Different flavored razor blades. Oh, no. <laughs> Actually, they're all flavored the same. It's just that they're painted different colors. <laughs> that's not Skittles. That's Fruit Loops. <laughs> that grape one is definitely purple flavored. <laughs> In Skittles. Okay, that's it for us. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on Gag Me With A Chainsaw with your hosts, Corey and Sarah. Music by White Bat Audio. Find us on Twitter at Chainsaw Podcast and on Instagram at Gag Me With A Chainsaw. Until next time, unpleasant dreams. <laughs>